Welcome into The Verge, a show which covers the Baltimore Orioles minor leagues. The Verge is part of BSL Radio. Baltimore Sports and Life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations at the message board, like BSL on Facebook, and follow BSL on Twitter. Hello and welcome to the first ever Patreon exclusive podcast for On The Verge, your Baltimore Orioles minor league podcast. I'm your host for today, Bob Fallon, and this is the first of many of these down on the farm, I guess you could call it, minor league recap podcast. But before we get into it, I just want to say thank you for anyone that has signed up for our Patreon. I know it when you're used to getting something for free, it's not you know every day that you want to start to spend money on it, but we're doing this so that we can give you more content, more of what you hopefully love about our show, and any money that we get is just going to turn right around into the podcast to improve our technical capabilities. I know for myself, I am about to move into a house at the end of this year, and I'm going to have an office slash podcast studio where I'm planning on building a nice computer and improving my microphone and all that good stuff. So thanks once again for signing up, and make sure you Sign into our WhatsApp group so you can chat with us on a daily basis. Make sure you check out our interview with Ryan Fuller, which is released today as well. And please, always give feedback on our Patreon-exclusive stuff so that we can continue to improve the quality of the content and give you what you want to hear. With that said, let's get into July 27th, the action in the minor leagues. Before we get into the actual stuff on the field, before the game started, we got some promotion news, which is kind of funny that I I broke the news a little bit on the Michael Bauman, Ofelki Peralta, Nikki, Nikki, Nick Vespi, and David Zebron up to AAA news, not because I have inside sources, which we kind of did with the other stuff we broke in the past week, but because I was just messing around on a spreadsheet with stats and looking at their minor league pages and noticed that all of a sudden, they were on AAA Norfolk's roster. Tweeted that out, and about 10 minutes later, all the beat writers <laughs> came in with the news. So that was that was kind of funny and ironic, but definitely just luck on my end. But yeah, Michael Bauman up to AAA, about time. He was supposed to start there. Got off to a slow start, coming back from injury and poor performance, inconsistency in AA. Made him stay there a little bit longer, but he's been dominant his past few times out, and he gets to go up to AAA. Maybe we'll get a chance to see him in Baltimore before the year is over. Ofelki Peralta, on the other hand, has been a starter, and we've been talking about him potentially moving to the bullpen for a while now. And I'm wondering, with the move up to AAA, if that's what's going to happen. And maybe he could see Baltimore before the end of the year as well, or maybe, you know, if he transitions to the bullpen, can amp his velocity up even a little bit more, give him a good look in spring training or, you know, at some point down the line in the next year or so. I think he might be added to the 40-man this offseason. Nick Vespi, again, another great bullpen arm. He's been a starter for most of his career, or at least in 2019 with Delmarva. Did pretty good. Bumped up to Bowie this year. Suffered some injuries, but has been dominant with Bowie in their bullpen. And especially if the Orioles trade Tanner Scott and or Paul Fry, I could see Nick Vespi being an option maybe at the end of this year or early next year. And David LeBron, I think that's more about making room in double-A, but he does have a lot of strikeouts to go with a lot of walks for double-A Bowie, so we'll see how he does. I think this might be 
kind of a tryout for him before they decide what to do with him in the offseason. And to make room in Double A, we have Drew Rahm moving up from Aberdeen, who where he's he's only 21 years old and he's been pretty dominant his whole career with Delmarva in the GCL before that, and now with Aberdeen, he's going to be the same age as Grayson Rodriguez and in the same rotation. And we'll see if he can continue to defy the odds of his uh, lowish velocity. You know, he's only upper 80s, lower 90s, but if he can just continue to pitch and pitch well, he's going to keep moving up the ladder. Logan Gillespie also got the bump up from Aberdeen. He's more of a reliever, but he's a little bit old for the competition he was facing, so I guess they wanted to get him up there. And taking Drew Rahm's spot in the Ironbirds rotation is Brandon Young, a non-drafted free agent signing after the 2020 draft. He's a very tall right-handed pitcher, a lot of strikeouts, was performing really well for Delmarva. So he's up there and will be getting a start this week at some point, I'm sure. And the most exciting one of these for me is Gene Pinto, or Pinto, however you want to say it, moving up from the Florida Complex League. Got to get used to that. Uh, we had this promotion five days ago, six days ago on Twitter, and it was just finally reported yesterday, and he made his first minor league start for Delmarva in a game that Delmarva lost 1-5 to five to Fredericksburg. But Pinto is one of the biggest breakouts for me this entire season after last night. That might be the most excited I've been watching video of an uh, Orioles pitcher. It's not Grayson Rodriguez, D.L. Hall, Kyle Bradish. He was electric. He has a mid-90s fastball at just 20 years old, and his off-speed stuff is ridiculous. He's got an amazing turbo-type changeup, sits upper 80s, even touching 90. Great movement. His breaking ball kind of mirrors it, but it's a little bit slower and more break. So, yeah, combined with that and the tunneling of his fastball, I think he can move pretty quickly through the system, and I've already raised him up in my top 50 prospect ranking just after last night's performance. Got to try to rein it in a little bit, see how he does the rest of the season, but I'm very excited about his potential moving forward. Also in the game, you had Jake Zebron get an inning of work. He gave up a run on three hits, struck out two. He was a guy out of the GCL in 2019 that at a young age looked like he could be a pretty good potential pitcher. He struggled a little bit getting to Delmarva later in the year, and he's got a 5.93 ERA for them. I'm not giving up hope. He's still young, but not exactly what I was hoping to see from him. On the other end, Adam Stauffer. This is a guy I think is underrated in the system, and I'm really surprised that he's still at Delmarva. He pitched three more shutout innings with two walks and six strikeouts, lowering his ERA for the season to 2.43. This is a guy that I thought he was going to be in the starting rotation somewhere. Turns out they put him in the bullpen for multi-inning relief, and he's been pretty dominant, striking out a lot of batters. If they're going to keep him in the bullpen, I think he should be moving a little bit quicker than he is. But offensively for Delmarva last night, Christopher Cespedes, he walked twice, and Yorgos Landy, Alvarez went one for four with his third double of the season. That's about it for the Delmarva offense. It was a, a tough night for them offensively. Moving up to High A Aberdeen, they lost three to nine to Bowling Green. The pitching was a little bit rough. Uh, Ignacio Feliz and Ryan Watson have both struggled in their first two appearances since being promoted from A Delmarva, where they were pretty dominant. Uh, Feliz gave up. Let's see. I forgot to write down how many runs he gave up, but he pitched three innings on six hits, two walks, and three strikeouts. I'm pretty sure he gave up 
three runs, if I'm not mistaken. His ERA is sitting at 15.00, but he's just 21 years old, was completely dominant in Delmarva, and I would expect him to get adjusted. And Ryan Watson, he's a little bit older, pitched two innings last night, gave up three runs on four hits, three walks, and three strikeouts, and a home run. His ERA is sitting at 12.00, and yeah, that's disappointing. Uh, but Shelton Perkins, on the other hand, went two innings, gave up one hit, no runs, two walks, four strikeouts to bounce back a little bit from a rough week to be 4.32 ERA on the season. Offensively, Gunnar Henderson continues to improve after a very slow start. He went one for three with two walks. He's walking way more in high A Aberdeen than he was in Delmarva, and he's really starting to hit the ball. His OPS for Aberdeen is approaching 800 now. And Jordan Westberg went one for four with a double and a walk. His OPS is well above 800. And we were talking about him potentially moving up to double-A Bowie at some point this season. And if he continues to hit like this, I don't see any reason why not. Andrew Doshback went for one for three with a walk. Hudson Haskin went 0 for four. And Ramon Rodriguez went one for three with a solo home run. It's his third with Aberdeen. He's played at three levels this season. With Aberdeen, he's batting 316 with a OPS over 1,000, but he's played for Double A Bowie and Single A Delmarva as well. I think he's just kind of, uh, when they need catching depth and there's been some injuries, he's showing up, but he's at least performing right now with Aberdeen. Moving up the ladder, Double A Bowie, where it seemingly was Adley Rushman being the only guy who deserved a promotion not getting one. Uh, John Muley actually had a pretty solid piece this morning about why that might not have been the case. As long as he is continuing to improve at AA, then they're going to keep him there. I would suspect this is his last week at AA, but I said that last week as well. He went one for three, single, two runs, a walk, and hit by pitch. He's just in complete control right now, and it's great to see. Kyle Stowers, one for five with his 10th double. He continues to hit the ball with authority and be an exciting prospect who's moving up our list. Caden Grenier went three for five with a run in an RBI. Toby Welk, two for four with a two-run homer. Talk about someone who's been hitting the ball with authority lately. This guy has just been crushing balls. I think his home run last night went well over 400 feet. Greg Cullen, our baby bird of the day, he also hit a home run. And he's, after getting off to a slow start where he was walking a lot with Double A Bowie, he's been pretty good of late getting that average up. And I think he has an OPS over 800 as well right now. Chris Hudgens who unfortunately had back-to-back pass balls when we went to the game all together on Sunday. He was the DH, I believe, last night, and he went two for four. So at least he's performing at the plate. I forgot to mention Double A Bowie did win this game 6-1 to one, behind the back of Cody Sedlock, who has really been improved the last few times out. He went five innings, gave up six hits, a run, a walk, and seven strikeouts, and that one walk is the key there. As long as he's not walking batters, he's going to be successful, and the strikeouts have been up as well. His ERA is 4.41 on the season, and I would expect him to maybe potentially be the next guy to move up to AAA, move to a bullpen role, and potentially move quickly. The guy is 26 years old and a former first-round draft pick. Uh, for Billy's bullpen, you had Steve Klimek, Klimek. Excuse me, Steve. I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce your name exactly. Two innings pitched. Gave up two hits. No runs. No walks. Five strikeouts. He's had a disappointing year this year. The lefty out of the bullpen, but that was a pretty dominant performance last night. And Felix Bautista walked four batters over two innings, but he did not give up a hit, a run, and he struck out four, leaving his ERA under one with double A since being moved up from Aberdeen. 
moving up to AAA, Norfolk won 3-1, to and it was a kind of an odd game. Mason McCoy had the only two hits for AAA Norfolk to tied. He had a three-run homer. That was the difference in the game. The only other batters to get on base were Ryland Bannon with two walks, Robert Newstrom, and Zach Jarrett each had a walk as well. On the pitching side of things, Connor Wade, who made his Orioles debut earlier this year and only got one performance, uh, appearance, excuse me. He went six innings, gave up three hits, one run, no walks, six strikeouts. Pretty great. I mean, if he can continue to do this, he might get another shot in the out of the Orioles bullpen, especially if they make some trades this week in the bullpen. And Dustin Knight, the backflipping closer for the Tide, he pre- recorded his sixth save over two innings, gave up one hit, no runs, no walks, and a strikeout. His ERA now sits at 0.71 for the season. And there's no reason that he would not be another guy to get a shot. He's 30, 31 years old, so it's not like he really needs much more seasoning. He is what he is. He's performing. Give him his shot. We've given everyone else their shot. Shouts out to Connor Green last night. And finally, let's move down to the lowest levels. In the Florida, I can never remember, GCL, FCL, Florida Construct League, Jose Barroa, the 19-year-old infielder, or is he an outfielder? I should have wrote that down. Who was acquired earlier this season in the Taylor Davis trade with the Pittsburgh Pirates? It's pretty amazing that you can get a decent international prospect for a guy like Taylor Davis who signed to a minor league contract two years ago and barely did anything. But Burrow went two for five with a double and two stolen bases. He's been a promising addition to the farm system this year. Uh, Isaac Bellany, who I feel like that's a name we've been hearing a lot but not seeing in the box score. He went one for three with the homer and two walks. He started off very slow on the season, but has been getting warmed up as the season's going on. Uh, Kobe Mayo, our number 12 prospect for On the Verge, went three for five, stayed hot, a double, a stolen base. He's got his batting average up to 328 and his OPS up to 977. We were debating whether he would be promoted to Delmarva. I still think that's unlikely considering all the draft picks that are coming into the system now, but it's just great to see him perform. Uh, Steven Acevedo, another guy who could be looking at a Delmarva promotion, if not for the fact that the Orioles drafted 17 outfielders. He also went 3-for-5, had a stolen base. He's batting 353 with the 845 OPS in the FCL, and he's an underrated guy to keep an eye on. Isaac DeLeon, another guy who's on the come up after a slow start. Shortstop, acquired from the Miami Marlins in the Richard Blyer trade a couple years ago. He went 2-for-5 with a double. He's got his average up to 277. And Eric Garfield, for Utah Street Report, loves this kid. He's apparently a great leader. He's got great fundamentals, good defense, just solid all around, good body to develop into. So that's great to see him continue to perform. And on the pitching side, Luis Ortiz who is either at the back end of our top 30 or maybe just a little bit after that. He pitched two innings, gave up no runs on one hit, one walk, three strikeouts, lowering his ERA to 5.27 on the season. He got off to a slow start as well, but he's been pretty, pretty good of late. And lastly, let's move into the Dominican Summer League. It's a little bit harder to get a read on the DSL, even more so than FCL, but Samuel Basalo, shout out to him hit his first professional home run, and it looked like a bomb. And if you see the video on his Instagram, it's he's going to be a fun kid to watch. He's doing a bat flip, has his arm raised all the way around. He's just really animated. You can tell he's having fun out there. 
love to see it. Hopefully he continues to prove why the Orioles spent so much money on him. And an interesting name that I've noticed pop up the past few games for DSL is Frederick Ben Cosme or Ben Cosme. Sorry, uh, 18-year-old infielder who went two for three yesterday, but he's just played in three games, four games. He's batting 417 with an OPS of 1.333. He's got a triple, a home run, a walk. He's 18 years old and a little bit older than the competition, but it's just interesting when these guys pop up and start performing. It makes me want to pay a little bit of attention. We'll see how it goes from here. But that'll do it for our first episode of... I guess we're calling it down on the farm to follow the lead of my articles for Baltimore Sports and Life. Um, let us let us know how it went, how we can improve, and thank you for being a patron.